0: Um, You should use a condom before you listen. The American dream is dead. John Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew Bennett, Beaver
1: Kool-Aid. I was trying to tell you guys that I'm I'm really in need of of someone to hold my hand, and then Drew couldn't just leave it at that because his brain works well the way it works. Um... (laughs) And he's thinking of some play on a, you know, hold my hand by Hootie and the Blowfish. Wow! And uh, see, this is what happens when you just you're reaching out, you need something, and what do you get?
2: But I didn't say anything.
1: No, wait, well, you know, yeah, but you neither one. I said I need somebody to hold my hand, and neither one of you offered. Neither <laughs> one, absolutely neither one. Which I not to put me, not to think that I'm special, but just the fact that I would. Open hand holding to, to either <laughs> one of you is a bit of a come down.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I you know, it's it's like, okay, look, desperate times.
0: Match.com's been a little slow this past couple of weeks without uh us coming in for Beaver Kool-Aid last week, I take it.
1: Oh. Uh, well, I, I just not uh, I'm not hitting that pond a lot. No. But it, it, it's just, I'm just saying at this particular moment in time, okay. It's like that, because Tuesday is my day when I see my kids. And uh, for a very short period of time, tonight it was especially short with my daughter. So, that would be the same daughter, by the way, My uh, who will be 13 in, in September. Oh, boy. Who uh, was pounding on a chunk of aluminum foil. Oh, God. A couple of weeks ago. Phew. So right after that last Beaver Kool-Aid we did, when (laughs) Drew, when he wasn't hating on people, was talking about this dude on on YouTube or whatever, pounding away and making this perfect aluminum sphere, pounding on aluminum foil, I found my daughter with a uh, chunk of aluminum foil. See? Now you talk about, if it wasn't for Beaver Kool-Aid, I would have just said there's a chunk of aluminum foil. Hey! What are you doing wasting the foil? Uh-huh. But instead, I knew it was, and let me be honest. I don't gloss when it comes to my kids. I'm very honest. It was a cube. It was a, uh, <laughs> it wasn't even close to being a sphere. It wasn't close to being a ball. It was a cube with hammer marks. Yeah. yeah. But at least I, I knew what that was because Drew had brought it up. Yeah. How wild is that? She
2: is. Well, that's listening. my question. Did she get? Did she get it off the internet, well, of or did she, she get? Did. Or did she listen to Beaver Kool Aid and do it?
1: No, I don't let her listen to Beaver Kool Aid. No. And if so, then I have to beat her because we specifically said ball, and so it was all about being round. Yeah. You know, not a not a cube. But that's the only true. reason I knew what that was, and I thought, I am not for certain this is what it is, but I guarantee you, I felt it.
2: So she'd gotten it into a pretty good cube, like with pretty good angles? Was she doing that?
1: Using a regular hammer on it. Yeah. So then I went out and I dropped $189 on specific tools. (laughs) Yeah. To (laughs) operate.
0: (laughs) Liar. It's all in the tools, man.
1: Liar. (laughs) I probably gave her the look. So
2: it just ended up being kind of a, uh, you know, a. Uh, rounded cube, a wrinkled rounded cube. Of no,
1: one. it was like if you take a cube and you put a hammer mark on each <laughs> side, then what am I going to do? <laughs> take her to task? Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> You're no yeah. daughter of mine.
2: Well, I'm glad, that, I'm glad that we're on the cutting edge of what the kids are doing. Yeah, me too.
1: Usually, I'm thinking, what the hell are you talking about, Drew? Or, really? Another person to hate? who's yeah. on like the the, the friends for me, but here <laughs> yeah. was something that you had mentioned that I found on my freaking floor, right, right above my head right now.
0: Right, pretty wild. That is yeah, really man. wild. I think she's listening to the podcast personally.
2: I think I think she had to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, she listens to the podcast. She wants to hear what dad's talking about when uh, he's not uh, talking to her.
2: Easy to listen to, right? And if she thinks that, you know, if she knows that you're doing it, I promise you she is going off and listening to this. Yeah. Promise. I think so,
1: too. I don't think so.
2: (laughs) But this is the stuff we talk about. And then she feels like she can take it home. (laughs) So maybe we're doing a good podcast for the kids. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But no, no, because Lloyd's a part of it. What was the honey stuff? Maybe she'll bring some honey in. Mad honey. Mad honey. Yeah, mad honey. If you start seeing mad honey on the biscuit next weekend, you know she's listening. Yeah. Then, yeah. See, there's
1: something there that mad honey on the biscuit. There's something in there that's I don't know. It's she's
2: it's, like that. Here's your craytom.
0: Here's
2: your Tom shake and your and your McMuffin with mad honey
0: <laughs> on the biscuit. <laughs> on the biscuit, man. You got to put that. It's L.A. Lloyd putting mad honey on your biscuit, Austin. Oh,
2: that's a good one.
1: That is yeah. a good one. Yeah. I recognize this because of Beaver
2: Kool-Aid. Well, I'll tell you, there's something else that, that your 13-year-old is probably following. And that is that Carrie Underwood had 50 stitches in her face. Right? 50 stitches. She had an accident. I don't know all of the details of the accident. I'm sh- I don't think that she's even divulged everything that happened. Like she fell off her porch or something. But she... Um, She has fifty stitch had fifty stitches in her face and she took herself out of the public eye for a while. Do you guys know that? Yeah. Because she wasn't touring or anything. Mm -hmm. And then she gets on Twitter, I guess, and says, I'm really worried about what people are gonna think about my face. I don't know if it's gonna be the same. And boy, everybody's sort of like, Wow, really? Is this gonna be like crazy? Is she gonna have like like an offset nose? Right. I mean, is she gonna what's gonna look what's it gonna look like? And then she, and then she waits and doesn't say anything, no pictures, you know, she's not letting anybody take a picture of her. And then what was it? ACMs in Vegas. And she finds, and she performs and she takes a picture of herself right before she performs and doesn't look like anything's happened. Yeah. I was expecting
0: her to come out looking like Kelly Clarkson or something. Well, at least a modest scar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I couldn't tell anything had happened to her. I mean, it looked exactly the same to me. What
2: do you I think feel about that? Man? Left
1: that on this whole thing because I just noticed this the other day. Yeah, I did. I read about it the other day. Oh, really?
2: I was waiting on the photo. You think she was really scared, or you think that she was, you know? I mean, uh, did she, or, or was this kind of a, uh, you know? What is Carrie Underwood
0: going to look like? Well, I know one thing: if uh, if if she doesn't, if her plastic surgeon doesn't get his name out after that, if if he did do some miraculous uh, sure. scar covering, because I couldn't tell anything had been done. I mean, she looked exactly the same. I mean, I didn't see anything different. How close were you to the screen, Lloyd? I was pretty close, man. I mean, well, and here's
2: the other thing, anywhere? John: nobody knows where it was supposed to be. Like, right. actually, I don't think she told anyone. Hey, it's across my nose. I don't think she said—50 stitches is a lot of stitches, you guys. That is a lot of stitches for
0: your face. Yeah, man. That's a centipede. It's a lot of stitches for your arm. Yeah.
2: It's like, where did it happen on your jaw or something like that? But she was saying her face. She was like, I'm worried about my face. And it's like, listen— you, either, you, you were either, watching it and you were looking for that.
0: I was totally looking for it. I was—I mean, come on. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Carrie, I mean, when she s- sends out a tweet like, I'm really worried about my face, you know, I mean, obviously the curiosity was because she's a beautiful yeah. woman. And I'm like, oh, man, this is too bad. This is like, you know, yeah. she was sounding like her career was over. But I, I wonder, couldn't see like, anything. She
2: makes a lot of money. I wonder if they use like, a, like those newfangled uh, skin printers and stuff like on her <laughs> face or whatever.
1: Maybe she was one of those Mission Impossible masks. Yeah, that's right. right.
2: It's kind of like they take an airbrush and they airbrush stem cells onto your face. And then it it, it it's a, you know, there is no scarring, right? Maybe it was one, well, maybe it was something like that. That's but I'm it. telling you,
1: you. Wait a minute, you brush s- stem cells onto your face?
2: It's called a skin gun.
1: <laughs> Google it. <laughs> no, I'm afraid I'm going to find one upstairs. <laughs>
2: We talked about different kinds of skin guns, but this is a medical
1: device. Um <laughs>
0: Wouldn't have been great if 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 they'd have done the, the scooby doo ending at the end, you know, just kinda like I would have got away with it too if hadn't been for you crazy kids. Like she pulls and, her pulls she pulls her
2: face off at the end, she's got a different face. Yeah, she
1: made the away. end. I mean she there it is, and she's Tom Cruise or John Void or
2: Yeah. Shaggy and Scoob get up on the stage with her.
1: And that's it. That's that
2: awesome. pulled it off.
1: <laughs> I, I all I know is is that look, man, something's up with that chick because Tony Romo mm. didn't stay. Yeah. yeah. All right.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's something going on. I'm telling you guys, there's something going on in the bedroom. I mean, I don't know what the hell it is, but uh... my wife, I've told I've told people about this before, and they've called me crazy. I'm just telling you something weird going on about Carrie Underwood. Yeah. And anyway, I just don't think that you get on like, you know, Twitter and, and, and uh, tease your fans like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just don't know what my face is going to look like. And it, listen, 50 stitches, good Lord, God bless her. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm not like trying to Alex Jones on Carrie Underwood. <laughs> but what I am saying is that, she kind of didn't. You feel like it was a little bit of a tease, Lloyd. Oh, I totally you know, did. I mean, it was very sensationalized with the, with the picture, and she looks totally the same. Yeah, nothing. She doesn't even point out to her fans where the scar is, and it's like I don't know. Yeah, where's I the telestrator? Know. Yeah, right? it's like yeah, I kind of right, wanted right. to. I don't know. I feel like I'm feel like I don't have all the infos. All I the mean, same. if she'd
0: have dropped her top and had three titties or something, you know, then I'd have got a little excited about it. I was like, okay, well there it is. You know, it's there. There's something to be sensationalized about three tits. By the okay. way, the girl, the girl with the three breasts to and
2: total recall
1: in the concrete block at the bottom of the pool. Thank <laughs> you, Lloyd.
2: The girl with the three be- breasts and total recall was really hot.
1: <laughs> I just can't I can't believe that, that you got me in there on Carrie. First of all, that may this may be the only time I've ever mentioned Carrie Underwood. In any way, shape, or
2: form, but you know what I, um, you know what I think it is. I think I'm helping you relate to your 13 year old. Yeah, but is. I don't
1: want you to relate. She's not 13 yet, man. She's 12. That's all man. right. It doesn't matter because you can't relate because at this age, it doesn't matter what it is. You're just gonna get the look.
0: I would have loved to have seen the look on Lyle's face when his daughter started pouting on that foil, going like, "Yeah, just just the look on his face for that one first second, just going like, <laughs> "No, wow. but
1: it, no, no, I found it on the floor up <laughs> upstairs in the little playroom." And I thought, no crap. I bet you I know exactly what this is
2: when I go over to his house, Lloyd, I need to place like little pictures of me around the house yeah like, them me Yeah. Smiling. And,
1: I, and I said, are you trying to make one of those foil balls <laughs> see I, I sat it in form I didn't say, hey we were just talking about that on Beaver Kool-Aid. yeah yeah I want to say like you know I'm I'm, I'm up with all these things mm-hmm. I know about this stuff. Drew's definitely helping you out. So I'm foreshand for you, baby. But I just think, first of all, there are a couple of things going back to Carrie Underwood, just because I can't leave it yet. Uh, Lloyd says she tweets out to all her fans. Does that include you? Did you get a tweet? Yeah, I saw it. I follow her. OK, I mean, first of all, you're over 50, man. <laughs> Give it up.
2: I follow her. I don't she, follow her. It's just in the news. I mean, anybody. Know yeah, I know. It? But
1: Lloyd got a tweet. Yeah, I got a tweet. Part of her. I don't know. the The, the following. I'm a fan. So that's that's when it really hits you and so and he's watching <laughs> to see if what's wrong with her face yeah. or if he can tell.
2: Mm-hmm. Did you have you reached out to her Lloyd and like and like told her that you hope she gets to feeling better cuz then that's no, stepping I, over No, I, I haven't
0: quite line. gone that far yet, but uh, you know. You're okay, a follower, just don't
2: talk, just don't reach no, out. Yeah. I'm more yeah, of yeah, a, but when you
1: tweet the problem is you can't send photos cuz you need to send one and you're like scarred up everywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like Hey Carrie, you know I got this mole on my nose. Can you give me some pointers how to get rid of this thing cuz you did an amazing job of those 50 stitches. You don't look no, like Frankenstein a makeup at artist all
1: with half an inch of base. Yeah. Um <laughs> No, I, I okay, there's there's one thing on the kid. That's what I wanted to know and so you answer that question for me. Thank yeah. you, Lloyd. Yeah. I I really appreciate
2: that. Well, I mean maybe she looks a little different like if you look at the pictures on the internet. I don't know. She was crying too. It's hard to see.
1: Well, frankly, once again, I I, I I don't like going through all this stuff, but these are people that don't really associate with the, the masses that much. And so, so much of their image is built through social media yeah, and really reaching out to people. You got to think about when you have a concert, let's say, and there's 18,000 people, hey, that's super. But you can tweet and people like Lloyd and millions of other people millions get this so this becomes your extended family I'm in a right perverse in there in first way
2: oh, I wouldn't want to live that way
1: you're sharing with these millions of people and, and and so this is a big moment for you
2: like I'm proud that I have like 4000 people on Twitter I don't want it to get much bigger than that
0: 4000 Lloyd yeah I'm behind you better you. start slapping that fanning the reason that I got a bunch of new followers today is I went to see Shinedown in San Antonio. The beautiful Tobin Center interviewed uh, Brent Smith, the lead vocalist, and tweeted out a photo of he and I. And then today he was like, hey, thank you, L.A. Lloyd. And all of his followers all of a sudden started coming on to the L.A. Lloyd train. So you see how it kind of works. It's, you know, you got to you got to get the ones who's got the big following and as long as you give them a at Brent Smith and at Shinedown, and then all of a sudden they just come out of the water. And then everyone's you got followers. Everybody.
2: Next thing you know, everyone's at and everybody else. Yeah.
1: And everyone can be behind you for the triumphant removal of the mole. <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> prayers,
2: thoughts and prayers, Lloyd.
0: Yeah, there'll be lots of thoughts and prayers for my mole. So mm-hmm. I love it. Tobin Center, though, man, what a great venue, Lyle. I mean, that, uh, that was my first time there. I got to tell you, that was uh, probably the best and classiest venue I've ever been to in San Antonio. It's pretty nice. I'm impressed. Well, it
1: is the best. It's all designed to be the best. Wow. And acoustically perfect. And that floor moves, you know.
2: Oh, it does? hmm Greg Popovich designed it. Yeah. <laughs> he did it. I don't really. I mean, I watch basketball a little bit. I love that guy. I would vote for him for president. I I think anybody that spends any time watching Greg Popovich loves him. Am I wrong about that? Any one of the greatest coaches of all time.
1: Well, yeah, I bet he's he's been getting a lot of blowback, you know, here from the conservatives that want him just as sick to basketball as always. It doesn't matter
0: who you. I mean, are, I can't think of think another franchise that has had a run like like the Spurs. I mean, you got maybe Yankees of the seventies, maybe. You know, Belichick, obviously, and his his crew, but outside of pop, man, I mean, I can't think of a franchise that just had an amazing run, you know, either won it or was at least pretty damn close in the hunt to getting it, getting it all. So, I mean, he he goes down as one of the greatest coaches of any franchise in sports history as far as I'm concerned.
1: I think so, too. Well, you're in the playoffs for 20, 21 straight seasons.
0: That's pretty big. Yeah, that's huge. That's ridiculous. I mean,
2: he yeah, has some good players, but good lord! But yeah. it's
1: not just that. It's like, are you talking about Drew the fact that Popovich speaks his mind about things that have nothing to do with basketball?
2: Well, no. I mean, the first thing that I'm thinking that I'm talking about is that I, I I appreciate his fundamentals of basketball, and and I think that that's that the Spurs have been consistently more of a team in the NBA than perhaps other franchises that rely on one or two players. Yeah, I agree with that. And so I like Greg Popovich for that reason, because I think he's a good coach. And because I think he's a good coach, I think he probably has, you know, maybe perhaps some good ideas on some other things. In other words, I would listen to him because he's a coach. And so, um, yeah, I don't, it doesn't really bother me whether I agree with him or not that he gets up. I think what people think is that, look, if, if you're a public figure, like an actor or a, an athlete, you need to shut your mouth when it comes to politics because you have, a, you have a fan base that's really, really big. You could influence people one way or the other based upon some of your misguided or incorrect thoughts about things. Or, hey, maybe you're right. You're just going to cause a problem. And I think people frown upon that. I don't really care. If you get up on the mic... You know, and you're a coach, and everybody listens to you, and you talk about how much you hate Trump. But what uh, if, what if, you know.
0: what if the tables were turned and he was pro Trump? How would you feel about it then? Because I mean, yeah, we all agree with him,
2: or, not one way or the other. <laughs> I, I really wouldn't.
0: I agree with him, but you know, if he's up there and he was pumping Trump like Sean Hannity, you know, I'd be, I'd be like, damn, Pop, what the fuck is wrong with you?
2: Well, that's what. But that's what I'm saying, Lloyd. I mean, that's your opinion. I mean, you know, there's plenty of other people that are Spurs fans that would listen to that and go, hell yeah, brother, yeah, America. But, but, but it's so. My point is that for me. I would listen to that and go, okay. Well, I don't, well, who cares? I don't care what Greg Popovich has to say. Well, that's a,
1: That's uh, that's that's wild that you would say that, Drew. Because uh, you know, Austin could care, couldn't care less about the Spurs. That is true. Collectively, and you know, you're, you're an hour up the freeway. It doesn't matter. That's too bad. Doesn't I have no,
2: driven. No, I've driven down for Spurs games. And I love the Spurs.
1: Well, that's you. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> you know, but but overall, no. I mean, how much coverage did the Spurs get in the Statesman all the time?
0: Well, I I was getting ready to jump in the first year that I moved to San Antonio, and they won the uh, the championship that year, and I came back home to Austin. I was so excited, you know, because I'd become a Spurs fan, and, you know, I kind of got sucked into it because I really wasn't into the NBA at all until I moved to San Antonio, and you just see it everywhere, and you can't help but being a Spurs fan. So I'm like... All gung ho coming back to Austin to spread the Spurs love and I'm flipping through the statesman after they'd won the championship. I think it's like on page three or four. That's it. That's all the coverage they get. They could care less about it.
2: Well, but I mean, are we all friends? You know, does Austin is there's just like this lovey dovey relationship between Austin and San Antonio? No, Where it's, it's Austin, not San Antonio. It's, it's, it's kind of like Spurs?
1: uh Spurs. Well, it's kind of like in the for our newspaper. They, you know, Aggies always give them crap because they feel like U two gets more run than A and M. But when you have a professional team that's, uh, you know, within an hour or so of your town, that's a big deal, and you share so much population. I think that you you cover it that way. But Spurs, the Spurs will tell you, people just you don't sell season ticket packages to people in Austin.
2: I think if it was like Golden State. You know, some sort of like if it wasn't the San Antonio Spurs, if it was the Central Texas Rebels, you'd get more people.
0: And then where's Kawhi going? I don't know. No one knows. Where is Kawhi
1: going? That's the big question. Well, is he going to be here? Are they going to trade him? I mean, are they going to smooth everything out? Both camps? Uh, I hope so. One doesn't know. I
0: hope he does stay.
1: But it's just one of those things where you think, well, you know, maybe now the Spurs want offering the Supermax contract, which would have been two hundred and nineteen million for five
0: years.
1: Ooh. Just saying that. I love $219 it. Two hundred and nineteen million for five years. I'll Hell, like he made quite. twenty million this year for not playing.
2: <laughs> Why didn't he play?
1: He's injured. Uh, he has a situation, and he played in only nine games this season. And eventually was cleared by his uh, by the Spurs medical team. Right, but he had his own medical team, and supposedly they weren't clearing him. He has tendinopathy, but at the same time, Tony Parker had actually torn things. I mean, much much more of a severe situation yeah. involving the uh, same part of the body, and he's come back and played.
0: I mean, Ginobili's been on fire. Leading up to the playoffs. I mean, this
1: guy is... But, you know, we're not going to do anything because we don't have enough firepower. Right. Yeah, Ginobili's 40. He's an old 40. 40 man. 40 years old. Yeah. God. I was thinking about that today. I always do that now. You know, I look back and go, Yeah, I remember when I was 40 and thought I was getting a little long in the tooth. I was <laughs> <It's> like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It just makes me
0: laugh now i mean really this is he crazy man so lyle let me ask you you had a you had a daughter that's uh that's about to uh that's already done what mine's about to do uh and that's turn 18 so she uh you know i don't know man it's it's a you know she she's legally an adult now and you know but she still seems like you know a little girl and i gotta tell you i was putting the um a little uh, montage slideshow today at work for, for a few minutes there. I swear I was a blubbering mess. I mean, it was every time somebody walked by my, my window in my office, I had to turn around. I'm just like freaking just the water's flowing. I'm just like, what is up with me? I have all of a sudden turned in just to a, a woman just blubbering all over myself. So I don't know did if it you hit do you a
2: background song is there a background song No,
0: I didn't really do a I mean, I haven't got that floor Yeah. Some yeah. But I don't know, man. I was just a mess. So I was just wondering if it just hit you emotionally like that when, you know, you see your kids go through school and they're about to graduate and man, it's just uh it hit me pretty hard, you know. I'm happy yeah, to hear. It's pretty years.
1: hard when you write that last tuition check. I can yeah, tell you that.
0: That's yeah, going to hurt too. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I did not know you finally man. finally get the last one So, yeah, I had a couple of guys walk by. I was like, dude, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, man. It's good. just got some water. Allergies. All right. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, because a lot goes into parenting, and that's your your first child. Yeah. Sure, there's a lot there.
0: See what you have to look forward to, Drew?
1: I mean, that moment for me was, uh, well, high school graduation was 20 years ago for her.
2: I think you get little heartbreaks early on. I don't think it ever stops, right? just gets maybe more intense.
1: It changes. You know, you worry about people less. But at that point, you know, when they're 18, then you look back on everything and, you know, it's a nice moment. But then wait until you you see whatever she drags home from whatever college she decides to go to. (laughs) Man, that's a special moment. (laughs) Then weddings and weddings. I mean, right now it's still, I can't believe daddy's little girl's grown up. Yeah, yeah. Pretty soon she'll be at the age of people, and you'll say, "Hey, I remember what I used to do at that age." Yeah, and that's gonna all come back to slap you in the ass, pal.
0: She'll probably just go like, "I'm glad you don't call me Opie anymore." <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm saying, you know, you went, uh, you know, when you went Trump on all these different women when you were young, and so now, phew, look what's gonna happen. Oh, you you're, gonna, you're gonna you're gonna put your, pay your for daughter it. out there to become someone's plaything. Yeah, thanks. That makes me feel a lot better. You bet. Anytime, time, Lloyd. What friends are for?
2: Yeah, you know my daughter is gonna be about five one, and uh, and she's like small. She's what four? Yeah,
1: yeah, and you already know she's gonna be five one, huh?
2: <laughs> well, she's tiny. I mean, she's she's extremely short, and her grandmother is like that height.
1: Dude, you just need to feed her more processed food.
2: <laughs> <laughs> gonna, we're gonna get her legs stretched out. <laughs> But I got her in karate. I've seen those photos, man. I'm impressed. Well, I just want her to be able to take care of herself. Because you think she's going to be small. Well, and I've just been saying, you listen, you don't need a man. You go and do everything your own. Right. You need any well, my of.
1: daughter's like five, one. My, you know, my the 37-year-old, She we put her in karate. She was up to brown belt. Should have been black. She didn't like getting hit in the face when it finally got to that point. Who does? <laughs> it's like taking a basketball to the nose. The next thing you know, you got a big old mole growing on it. You know, you're a young girl and you, you, you know, you're a, getting to be a young woman and you say, you know, I don't like getting hit in the face. Yeah. Yeah, just ask Carrie Underwood. Really? Ow, baby. <laughs>
2: 50 stitches.
1: Bought it back around, man. Somewhere. That's a 50 stitches. She ought to sing that song. Yeah. That sounds like a ballad. That sounds like something Dolly Parton would write for her.
2: 50 Stitches is like, that's a it was good 42 album, Stitches. 50 Stitches. 50.
1: 50
0: Stitches. 50. Somewhere. 50 somewhere. Stitches for all my bitches. I mean, come on, let's bring it. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 this is some Jay-Z song. I 50 mean, Stitches for all my bitches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I can hey. see it as a heartbreaking tune about uh, trying to hide the hurt
0: well, you know, she wrote that song before he cheats where she takes the Louisville slugger to the headlights and the, the knife to his leather seats and carves them up because he cheats. So that's what I'm thinking. It's like all of a sudden it's like, all right, you fucked up my truck. I'm going to fuck up your face. Here it comes. Fifty stitches yeah. for my bitches. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Did you just say cut up leather sheets?
0: <laughs> no, wait, leather seats. His leather oh, seats said in the, the truck.
1: Going... Wow, that doesn't sound
2: comfortable, man. <laughs> He's an American Idol.
0: Well, I I, I got to say one thing that since you brought up American Idol, I don't like to shit on anybody in our business that's successful. I really don't because we all have just made shit money our entire lives pretty much Here doing radio. No, 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 no. Bobby Bones is a mentor for some of the singers on American Idol, right? And so I see this blurb today that ABC is all in the Bobby Bones business. Like they're going to start creating country television for Bobby Bones. And I'm like, you know, I know this guy, I work with him here in Austin, but man, some people just get the right fucking breaks. And I'm not saying he doesn't work hard, but fuck Lyle, you did mornings for 30 years or more uh i ain't seen you on Idol, man and you're a hard worker so some people just get the fucking break so god bless them it
1: is is to, that you get that little it's like when you're boating and you down the river and you hit that little current now everybody gets it jimmy kimmel got it big time yeah
2: you're right jimmy worked hard though and he did everything from part-time yeah. radio to comedy central and then on to you
1: No, know, everybody's got that so bobby bones it is i guess they can check enough boxes and it all works
0: for
2: them. yeah there it is. So, I think what Lloyd's saying is that he doesn't understand it.
0: He wanted to do what Ryan Seacrest did. They already had a top 40 guy, so they created a country version. And that, you know, you get enough people that dropped you on 100 radio stations the first weekend that you go syndicated. It, it works a little bit easier than a guy like me who's been doing it for 18 years and doesn't even have 50 radio stations. So
2: it's, it's tough. It's the mole, Lloyd. It's the mole. Is that what it is? Fine. Yeah, here's, the, here's the musician equivalent. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in a band. There's a lot of good stuff out there too that didn't get played on the radio.
0: Yeah, well, that's me. I'm I'm the old guy, man.
2: I'm fucking the bass player in Foghat at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you're in a band that you're in a band that sounds like Foghat. Yeah,
0: that's it. I'm in a
2: yeah, Foghat I've, tribute band.
1: i the bass player
2: in a Foghat
1: tribute band. <laughs> I got you, man. It's just the way things are sometimes. I mean, I you work know. hard, you work for a long time, and you know everybody has decisions you can look back and decisions you make. And sometimes you know, you you don't always uh, go for the for the business decision, right? For that's going to age your career. You take other decisions, you make other decisions, and you know that's all right. I mean, somebody has to do it. Yeah, one way or the other, like Carson Daly. I mean, you know, once upon a time, I mean, somebody had to do it, so they peg these people. Yeah.
2: Well, I, okay, I can I can t- I can t- I can figure out why Ryan Seacrest, why people like him. I I, I feel like I get his formula. I I can get uh, Carson. I, I I can feel I feel like I understand why people like Carson. But uh, but what I don't understand is Bobby shtick. I've listened to his show. I'm sure, he's a nice guy. I'm not like getting on here to you know join on the shitting on Bobby Bones that Lloyd brought up. I'm, I'm not just shitting
0: saying, on him i just brought up a topic to, to, to discuss I'm
2: just saying, I've, I've listened to him and and i don't i don't I, you know the first time i heard him i wasn't like oh yeah
0: my oh, sister and oh, mother love him i mean every time i'm home in north carolina that's all i hear is bobby bones they love him do you know bobby bones yeah i know him
1: well i you know it reminds us of uh that song by uh our our band that no one knows about pkm It don't take much
0: that's right to keep Be me happy, happy.
1: um sometimes that's that's just the way it is yeah and so you just uh but but you know going back to that when don imus recently retired he basically said you know i really think i'm the greatest who's ever been on the radio the greatest
0: ever yeah but he finally clumped howard stern and there's been this big war i thought for all these years supposedly now all of a sudden imus is on the on the stern bandwagon it's like oh yeah you know stern's one of the five top greatest uh broadcasters of all time
1: i don't know well all i know
0: is the dude saying
1: goodbye and and saying you know i i I'm the best it's ever been on the radio.
2: Well, I mean, our listeners probably don't know some of these legendary jocks that we know, but I would listen to Larry Lujak over Don Imus any day.
0: Yeah, yeah, any well, day. Well, fuck, Lyle Lord just Howard, did the best sir. impersonation I've ever heard. I mean, hell, just Lyle. Maybe you should uh, pick up where he left off. You know, go get your really? ranch my, out in my Arizona.
1: think my Don Imus impression is off. Get a big I cowboy think it's
0: hat. Great. Get your cowboy hat. Move out to he's he's selling his ranch. You know, you could buy the ranch, move out there in Arizona, and oh, I was go Fred Fred. Fred's no longer See? able to help help me out. <laughs> oh. You could get kids out there, you know, help them out. Nonprofit. It's all, it's all nonprofit. You know, you could just. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> you can invite uh, Scott Shannon
0: out there to hang out with you. <laughs> good hey, God. look, man, I need a
1: gig fast, so contact Beaver Kool-Aid. Yeah. I need a gig fast. And it doesn't have to be a you know an easy gig,
0: <laughs> like going and hanging out in a room and talking to yourself. Yeah, Lyle needs a gig, and uh, we need a we need a sponsor. So that's all I we're asking for this week. We
1: need a sponsor. I can tell you that right. Now. I need a sponsor. <laughs> I need a sponsor. <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm telling you. There are a lot of things that uh, like federal prison's looking better and better all the time. Say, what's really the downside to that? Uh, you could probably get laid there. You'll be a convicted felon. <laughs> Who cares? I'm 60. Uh, it's like when you're six, almost 60, it's like being a convicted felon anyhow. Oh, see, you're, you're almost 59, which means
2: well, you're not getting anything. Do you think that people actually do that, that they deliberately get arrested Something really that. terrible.
0: Well, think about it, man. You've got food.
1: Well, you got a place to live, right? You, you know, you're not paying taxes. You're you got meals to eat.
2: That's Especially if you're do homeless, commit, man. Are there? Sir, is there a small percentage of the population who get up into their 60s and do terrible things just to be able to retire?
0: But would you rather be on the street homeless, or would you rather be in a prison? That's what I'm saying. I don't
1: yeah. know. Do I forfeit my Social Security? I don't think I do. Do I? <laughs> I need to do more research into this. Now I just kind of throw it out there, and people think I'm joking. I go, "No, I not you really. Get it.
2: Don't you get it in a like some sort of a bank account?" You know, it seems to
1: me, I you know, I don't default on that. Um, I haven't defrauded anybody. I'm just got to figure out the right crime to commit.
0: Well, maybe you should rob a bank. That way, you wouldn't be a life, or you'd only be in there seven years. You know, and then you're probably up for parole in three.
2: So, you well, robbery is tr- a big deal. So yeah. you might get you, you might get the get full seven. Time. No,
1: I would t- totally be white-collar, man. you got to make sure you get your federal oh, time.
2: He's going to right launder some
1: oh, money. Launder
2: some money, then. Okay, so you're not going to go and point a gun at anybody at a bank. You're going to launder Well, he money. could get shot.
1: I'm going to do something that I haven't worked out that I'm having fun while I'm doing it before I get busted.
0: How about insurance? You could, uh, you insurance know, fraud? Yeah, do some insurance fraud. Maybe write some bad checks. Um, hmm. yeah, you could probably get about four or five years for a bad check.
1: And then I'm in president, and then I have forty fifty stitches,
0: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: from my bitches
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah,
2: that, And then if you ever if you, if it, if like if you do a good job and they end up they end up coming in and they're like, hey, uh, we're gonna let you out early, you're gonna have to kill somebody in the jail or something, you know what I mean, just to stay there
0: well, I'll tell you what I'll do i'm gonna um give me a little pick start digging my way out and then i'll meet you on the beach when we're about 80 and uh we can pretend that we're uh in the shawshank redemption and live out the rest of our days there on the coast fishing and looking at young girls will you hold my hand then yeah i'll hold your hand then
2: hey are you getting a mole (laughs) removed
0: (laughs) (laughs) only if i can get carrie underwood's uh surgeon man I gotta get, oh, I gotta man, get it done gotta right. Gotta
1: get it whacked, or you ain't you ain't getting those affiliates. Yeah, I know are you that. worried
2: about what your face is gonna look like afterwards?
0: Yeah, that's what I think it is. Just gonna throw the whole balance. Well, away. we were having dinner tonight. My kids were making guacamole jokes, and I was like, "All right, that's enough <laughs> wow! of that."
2: Wow! Really? That's wow. brutal. Brutal. <laughs> well, that's
1: what kids do. Your time's coming, Drew. They beat the hell out of you. They beat you senseless, especially oh, yeah. if they can find the soft underbelly somewhere, then yeah. they'll, they'll go right after
0: it. They will find your uh, most uh, gullible and uh, easy place to hit, man. They'll go for yep. it.
2: Ben's got a mole, just a pretty good size. Yeah. I don't know, what would it be, the size of an eraser head? Wow, that's that's kind of big. Yeah. It's flat, and it's on the inside of his ass crack and uh so once again
1: we're talking about drew's child that's my that's my kind of uh yeah but you gotta watch because just this will get you busted yeah
2: yeah that's my go-to for when he's older (laughs) guess what you have a mole on the crack of your butt
1: mole in an area like that um without getting arrested
2: you uh you get a mole on the crack of your butt and your grandmother used to try to wipe it and wipe it because she thought it was poop but oh it's a mole
1: it's a mole Wow, you mention it on this kind of forum, which is the same thing as when the guy at the drugstore turns you in because you got some naked photos of your <laughs> six-month-old. Right. Oh boy. <laughs> see, so it, it, see, so this is what it is. Well, I think that brings Pretty us to another another you conversation. You get to go and do your federal trip, mm. <laughs> and so you don't have to put up with raising those little kids all that time. Yeah, you come out and the idea. hard work's been done. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, and you've got a great backhand. Uh, screw you
2: you just took uh, my gig that's a great idea I gotta get out of here I'll just commit a crime yeah
0: they're gonna stick you in there with Jared the subway guy's like hey man you're not gonna like it here man there's too many footlongs
2: he's trying to get out <laughs> you guys hear about that? he's trying to get out yeah it's
0: too many footlongs here up way too many footlongs
2: <laughs> where's
1: my gong, man <laughs>
2: He told the joke three times. To make I sure. took three I times, man. Come on.
1: Again and again. And it's thought, like, yeah. okay, wasn't this already work a long time ago?
2: It's like it's cranking a car, right? Oh, oh,
0: oh, oh. footlong, footlong, footlong. Did I mention footlong? Huh? Oh, man. <laughs> that's good shit that's good comedy good comedy right there
2: I will go to your party and I will tear it up
0: really? Beaver Kool-Aid
2: Get it hard
0: with Lyle, L.A. Lloyd and Drew make it
2: like a man
0: so go ahead stick your head up your (laughs) ass